minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What up, y'all? It's your man, Anthony. I'd like to welcome y'all to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. Today's topic, we're going to talk about cost and what that means in a biblical sense and in a, in, in a natural sense. Uh, one of the things I want to start off with saying is that the term cost is related to, um, in a natural sense, is related to, there's an economic term called opportunity cost. And what the opportunity cost is, is basically the cost of one thing to do another thing. So basically, if I want Pepsi, I got to give up Coke, you know what I'm saying? Or if I want to go left, I got to give up going right. So that's what the term opportunity cost is um, alluding to. So I, I want that to, to be... Uh, in the in the in the forefront in the forefront of your mind when when listening to what the rest of this is talking about because that uh that is basically the topic at hand for this whole episode um and so i'm going to use a, a bible verse that i have that god gave to me and uh <clears throat> i'll go from there and it's matthew 16 24 and it says then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn away from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. So what is that? What is that saying? You know, we hear cross and mo- most people are thinking of, you know, actually getting on the Jesus being on the cross. But if you if you he wasn't on the cross yet, so they wouldn't have a point of reference to say that he's speaking of the cross. So what he's saying is take up your burden, take up your your cost. Let me go with cost, not not burden. I mean there's there comes some burden with it, but what Jesus is saying is what what cost what are you willing to what cost are you willing to accept to be my follower? And uh, one of the costs that he says in this scripture is turn away from your selfish ways and that is a humongous cost to a lot of people because we as a society are very you know especially in uh, in our our society american culture are have a lot of selfish tendencies i mean it's that's not just to say it's only americans that are selfish but our culture is our american culture is very much based on uh selfish sort of uh, ways, you know. So we have to give up being selfish in order to follow Christ is is one of the costs to being a follower of Christ. And so what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about the different ways that costs play into our life in different examples. 
And I'm going to start off with financial stability. Now, what are the costs to financial stability? Obviously, somebody's first thought is, well, duh, money. But there's more than just money that's involved in, in cost to financial stability. If I want to have financial stability, I'm going to have to learn to live a certain way or give up living a certain way. And what I mean by that is, so I can't live a lavish lifestyle, dropping money on every this and that all the time if I want to be financially stable. I'm gonna have to learn to do things like saving. I'm gonna have to learn to do things like, you know, investing, you know, and there's a cost to that. And that's not just a financial cost. There's a cost like, so in order to put money aside, it's going to cost me the things that I want. Like, just because I see something on sale doesn't mean that I'm supposed to buy it. So what is the cost in that? The cost is I'm giving up buying this item that will bring me satisfaction at this point in time for whatever reason. I'm, the cost is the item that I want to give up in order to put money aside. And so it's, it's, it's kind of silly to think that we can just blow money and believe that we're going to be financially stable. And I am I am not speaking at you when I say this. I'm speaking to me as well because saving is not one of my strong suits. Let's just say that. Um, so there's a cost with financial stability. And to turn it into a biblical uh, standpoint, we are we are told by God to tithe. And there's a cost to that. The cost is essentially what I'm giving up, quote unquote, in order to tithe. Like I could be giving up uh, gas for my car or, or food for one day or, or I shouldn't say for one day, but food or, you know, on a less, I'd be giving up something, some form of pleasure, whether it be going to a, a game or, you know, buying some some clothes or something like that. You get the gist of what I'm saying. The cost to tithing is giving up that thing to which I want to buy. And what we have to determine is, is it worth the cost? So God says that we are commanded to tithe and that he commands us to tithe so he can bless us. So we have to determine, is that cost worth the, you know, is there benefits for the cost? Like, do we see the benefit in tithing despite the fact that it's going to have me to give up money that I believe could go in other places and I mean as a Christian that should not be an issue should not but I mean I'm, it is more often than not <clears throat> and again I'm not throwing stones because 
I've been in situations where it was like, do I pay this bill or do I tithe? So I, I get it. I get it. Um, and there, again, there's no condemnation in that front. But it's all about, as alluded, as I said to another in the other episodes, it's all about trust and, you know, belief. What I believe, I, where my belief is, is where I will follow. So if I believe that God will come through, like he says, then I will tithe. And it's worth the cost, even if that cost is, you know, I can't pay this bill or I can't buy this item or, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's all a part of a financial, the financial piece to uh, financial stability. Because trust me, tithing is very much linked to financial stability. If we want God to bless our finances, we've got to be willing to tithe when he tells, you know, he tells us to tithe. And so that that is very much related to financial stability. And, you know, a part of that also in the natural sense is, is putting money aside, having savings accounts, having, um, you know, 10 or 401k you know, having these sort of things that we don't blow all our money or eat all the seed now when we want a harvest later. So, but there's cost again, the cost of, can I wait? Can I hold on to this and wait till later to get that thing which I desire or do I need it now? So that's a, that's a, the standpoint of speaking of, financial stability another part of cost you know another section is in doing the right thing and I mean we can go all kind of different places with this because there are so many times that we choose to go one way or another and it's based off of you know we weigh the cost and if I'm going to be frank there's not it's not always doing the right thing like everything else has costs attached to it and you know there there are times where we don't want to pay the price for doing the right thing because there is a you know there is a, a oftentimes there's a negative quote unquote price tag attached to doing the right thing you know some people are like oh, what do you mean by that so I mean an example of that is if I have my my um I'm in a situation where I'm amidst a, 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 a number of people and um, the crowd is talking about some individual or picking at someone and I choose to not follow the crowd, I can be just as ostracized if not persecuted for not following the crowd. That's a cost. And, you know, is it a cost that people want to pay? Sometimes it's not. There are some times where people say, well, it's not worth it to me. And, I mean, again, to not throw stones at people, I get it. Because there are times, I mean, especially when we're younger, but, I mean, I mean, even as adults, there are times that it's so much easier to just go with what the crowd is doing. And that's why, in, in um, you know, we're, we're told to not conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. 
because, well, we don't want to conform because there's a cost to it. And in conforming to what everybody else is doing, it's not going to cost us our salvation because you can't lose your salvation because you make a bad choice. If that was the case, there'd only be one person in heaven, you know, and that'd be Jesus. Nobody else would be in heaven. But there is costs. There's a cost to standing back and watching somebody be bullied and not not standing up for them. There's a cost for lying. There's a cost for cheating. There's a cost for stealing. There's a cost for um, murder. I mean, you know, there's a cost for all of these things. And, but there's a cost on the other side as well. You know, I'd made the right choice. I chose to stand up for this person. And now I'm being picked on myself. There's a cost. But can you live with yourself if you didn't stand up for this person? Can you live with the fact that I sat there and watched this person get persecuted and I didn't do anything about it? Is that something you can live with? There are some people who would say yes to that. And, you know, that's that's on them. I personally couldn't live with that. That's not something that I could live with and be okay with. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm crusading to save everybody and everything. But, you know, that's just that's something that we got to live with. I mean, let's let's put it towards our walk of faith. There are times where we're going to have to stand up for what we believe in as Christians. And it's going to be different than what the world's saying. And there's going to come persecution with that. Are we willing to pay the cost for that? Because it's what's right. Or will we conform? Now, <clears throat> I know there's a lot there's a lot of self-righteous people who would sit here and be like, man, I would never conform to this and that. And I hope that I hope that's nobody listening, but if it is you, shame on you. You know good and well that you have conformed in the past. You have done you've went with the crowd over something because you didn't want to be singled out so this this podcast isn't to throw stones at people it's just to open our eyes to and to look at and focus on these things so you know you know there's cost to 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 lying you know you get caught if you get you get caught in the lie there's a cost to that but there's also a cost to not lie, you know, if you're, to te- you know, to telling the truth. And, you know, the, one of the things that the world says is like, so I guess an instance is if if you were around and you witness, I'm stuck on this bullying thing and I'm not sure why. So it must be something going on. But so if you're around with someone being bullied and you witness it and it gets back that you witnessed it and you tell the truth about it the potential cost for you is now having to deal with the bully that or bullies that were there and calling you a snitch and calling you all out your name and possibly threatening to beat you up because you spoke the truth. So there's cost to 
telling the truth, there's cost to lying. You know, if you in the same situation, if you're with somebody that's doing that and you lie for them and they found out you lied, now you are an accomplice and you're going to get in just as much trouble, even though you probably you could have been sitting there thinking this is wrong. They shouldn't be doing this. But because you you lied and you went with it, now you're a part of it. So there's cost to doing the right thing. I mean, it sucks. We live in an unfair world and it would be great if we didn't have to deal with these things, you know, but I mean, it is what it is. If you if you get caught cheating, whether it be cheating on your taxes, whether it be cheating at a game, whether, whether it be cheating on your spouse, whatever the cheating is, there's, if you cheat, there's a comp, there's a consequence to cheating. If you get caught cheating on your taxes, you will go, you could potentially go to jail. If you get caught cheating at games, depending on what level this games is, you get disqualified. It could be your career if you are a professional athlete. It could be, you know, people don't want to play games with you, you know, on the small scale because they know you you cheat. <clears throat> you know, but if you don't cheat, I mean, if you don't get caught cheating, the cost is one of the things is that you feel like you're invincible and you won't get caught and it could add to pride and that's with games that's with you know with taxes that's with with your spouse that's with whatever and i mean let's be real we know the cost of getting caught cheating on your spouse it could it can and in most cases will end your marriage so i mean we, we, we have to weigh options for everything that we're doing. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that's me weighing in on the, the doing the right thing. And that's the cost of that. And so the next topic I want to talk about is when to speak and when not to speak. And I'm going to kind of throw this. I have when to speak and when not to speak and overthinking and not thinking enough. And I'm going to combine those two and make them one topic and I'm doing this because they're linked I wrote them down as two separate things but in all all actuality they are linked there's a time when I should speak what I'm thinking there's a time when I should stand up and voice my opinion there's a time when it's, it's right or just for me to do so but there's also a time when I need to shut up and not say a word. And both of these points are in the Bible. You know, there's points in the Bible that say that we need to, we need to stand up for the unjust and we need to, you know, stand up for ourselves. That's biblical principle. But the Bible also says there's a time that, you know, that even fools seems wise and when quiet. So where these is linked to thinking is We've got to learn when to, we got to learn to process and think about the next move, the next thing we're going to say, the next thing we're going to do, the next action. And I believe as a society, we don't do that enough. We are vindicated so much by this concept of, um, I got to keep it real. So much so that we do it at the expense of other people. My keeping it real 
is me voicing my opinion and not caring how I deliver this message. And the fact that I'm delivering this message in a way that could be condemning or belittling, not thinking about the cost that is going to be on you. And there are times where I don't process that. I don't stop to think about that because I'm in a place of pride and all I care about is what I think and how I feel about it. And the the cost to that isn't just the other person getting hurt. The cost to that is arrogance. And some people would laugh and be like, ain't nothing wrong with arrogance, but it is because Pride comes before destruction. Haughtiness before a fall. Haughtiness is arrogance. Conceit is just a way to cover up insecurity. I'm going to just call it what it is. So to those uber conceited people, they're utilizing that conceit because they're trying to cover up an insecurity in some area of their life. If we don't balance this, you know, this haughtiness, this arrogance, that's where it leads to. So, I mean, we need to think about what we're going to say before we say it. We, you know, and and another cost to ourselves is oftentimes after we've said something that we know is wrong, with that comes guilt and shame. Is it worth the guilt and shame of knowing Man, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I've got to carry that. And oftentimes that guilt and shame do not always are not always followed with an apology. So then we have people who are walking around with guilt and shame and too prideful to to apologize. Again, going back to the full circle of if I had just processed in the beginning and thought about what I was going to say, I wouldn't be in this mess. If I had in the beginning processed and thought about my action, I wouldn't be in this mess. And that's another biblical principle. God gives us an out. He said, God will not tempt us more than we can handle, but he will also give us an out, which means that we're going to be tempted. And sometimes I hate to say this, it is going to be what you can't handle, which is why God gives us an out. Okay. This, this is going to be some stuff that you ain't going to be able to handle. But if you if you pay attention to this out I gave you, you won't have to deal with it. And so that way we are not in this in this place of, um, in this instance, guilt and shame. You know, because I chose to blurt out something foolish as opposed to thinking about what I said. And I mean, I'm not saying, again, because in speaking about costs... There's a cost to being silent as well. There's a cost to that. People can run all over you if you are constantly silent, never standing up. So that's why it's when to think, when to overthink, when to speak, when not to speak. And we got to know when to speak. We got to know when to speak. But I think the big thing in this instance is if we focus more on how we said what we said instead of what we are saying, we would pick a better way of saying what we need to say. And I think one of the biggest problems in our society is that we are so focused on 
I'm real. I keeps it real. I'm speaking the truth that we don't stop and think about how we are addressing these things, how we are saying these things to people and how it will affect them. You know, because it's oftentimes that concept of keeping it real or being truthful is followed by condemnation and belittling. And nobody wants to be belittled or condemned. You know, nobody wants that. Again, to go back to the earlier episode I had on the golden rule, don't condescend, don't belittle people and then get mad when people belittle you. You know, that's one of the big things we have going on. You know, people are like so quick to to jump down someone's throat, you know, or say this or that or, you know, talk this way or that way and say, say all kind of foolish stuff to people. And then when they get called out, they're ready to fight. So I can sit here and tell you, you stupid for this and you that and you need to do this better and you need that and you, you ain't got no sense. And it could be true. There could be truth in it. But then you call me on mine and now I'm ready to fight you. So I can say however I want to say it. But but you got to watch how you talk to me. The very concept of that is insane. And I'm, I'm speaking, I mean, that's just insane to, to, to have that thought process and that concept that I can speak to people however I want to. But you better watch how you speak to me. There's a cost in that. If you want to have respect, you have to give it. Demanding respect oftentimes leads to fear, which ain't real respect. Or if it's not fear, it's outright hatred, which also ain't respect. I don't want to be feared or hated. I want to be loved. So because I want to be loved, I show love. Is there a cost to that? Of course there is. Some people see that as weakness. Showing love is seen as weakness to some people. That's the cost. Am I willing to pay that cost? Well, yes, I am willing to pay that cost. Not everybody is, you know, and I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I'm just saying in this aspect, I got it. Love is better than fear or hatred, you know. There's a lot of people who, <clears throat> quote unquote, have respect for people, but they they turn around and leave. And next thing you know, they talk bad about them. You know what I'm saying? So we need to be better about how we communicate with each other, which, again, was a different episode. But all of this stuff is linked. We're talking about life skills. It's a life skill to understand the concept of paying the cost for our actions. There's consequences to everything that we do. Everything that we do has a consequence. A good consequence or a bad consequence. But there's a consequence. And sometimes making a good choice have bad consequences. It's not fair, but it's life. How we respond once we have the bad consequence to making the good choice will show who we are as people. And there are times where it seems like People make bad choices and there are good consequences. But just know that all of that works itself out in the end. If you constantly lie to people, it's going to come out. If you constantly cheat, it's going to come out. If you are always bullying people, that's going to come back on you. Again, reaping and sowing. So 
there are costs to everything and it's just a matter of do we want to pay those costs is it important to us um, another aspect of costs is family life and there there's um <clears throat> excuse me in order to I, i'm going to speak on me on this one i'm a person who likes to have time to himself it doesn't have to be all the time it's not always that but i i, I believe that everybody should have time to themselves and I don't think it's fair that it has to just be in the car, you know, because that's not necessarily time to yourself. That's time where you're supposed to be focusing on driving and everything else, you know. That's not necessarily time to yourself. The point that I'm getting to with that is there's a cost to that time to myself. And if I weigh more on the side of the time to myself, the cost is my family life and not spending time with my family. And that could be very dire costs. And do I want to pay that cost? You know, again, going back to the, the, original ver- the original verse of taking up our cross and bearing it. Is that something that I, you know, can I do without the time to myself all the time to spend with my family? And I'm not saying this to brag or nor complain. I'm saying this because... There are, I have chosen in many instances where I had the ability to do what I wanted to do. And time to myself could be something as simple as just sitting there in the quiet, you know, sitting there with God, <clears throat> sitting there reading comic books, sitting there watching the TV show that I want to watch. It could be all of these things. There are times that I've given up these things to spend time with my family. And it's not that I feel like it's a burden, nor that it's a chore. It's something that I chose to do when I decided that I wanted to have a family. So I do that because I love my family. And in loving my family, I give up this, the opportunity costs. I give up the time that I could have to do whatever it is I want to do. And I mean, that's something that Paul alludes to in, in the and I don't remember where. And he, I mean, in paraphrasing, I'm not saying he says it how I said it. But essentially, he said, if you are single, you can do all kinds of things. You can do dip, you know, great things for the church. You can be out ministering. You could do these things. But those of you who can't control yourself, you know, you get married going to get married and you know when you get married it's going to take away from this time over here because there's an opportunity cost to getting married the opportunity cost of getting married is free time to oneself because it's not just about me anymore it's about us so that is an opportunity cost and there's an opportunity cost to not getting married potentially being lonely seeing everybody else with somebody and you are by yourself So there's opportunity cost to both sides. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to just leave that at that. But because I love my wife and I love my kids and I love my grandkids, I chose to take away time that, you know, I could have gone my own way and just been off to myself. And I spent time doing things with my family. But on the flip side, there have been times when my family's been around and I've chosen, you know what? I need this time to me. 
I'm going to take this time. And that's not a knock against my family. It's I really need this time right now. But there's a cost to both sides of that. And the importance is weighing that out. Balancing it. Because I don't believe that one should give up all of their time to, you know, to their family and never have any time to themselves. Because one of the costs to that is the one that's given up all of their time to their family and never have time to themselves can hold resentment towards their family. On the flip side, I don't think one should have all this time to themselves and never give time to them fam- to their family because the, the reverse. The family will hold resentment towards the individual who's spending all this time to themselves and not with the family. It could split the family either way. So there's a balance, a healthy balance that needs to be found. And, you know, and the piece that I didn't throw in, I kind of threw it in there, but there's there's time with oneself, there's time with one's family, there's time with, with God. We've got to figure out a balance how to do that. In this world full of craziness and crazy busyness, we've got to figure that out because if we don't spend time with God, we're not going to know how to spend time with our family properly or time with ourselves or do any of the things mentioned before about for you know getting the wisdom to weigh out the cost and choose right you know because there are times where we want to choose wrong and God guides us he's like nope don't choose that way go this way but if we don't spend time with God we don't get that so that's that's in family life that is the cost Um, the last piece I'm going to talk about with this is um, health. There are costs to, to health. And as I am saying this, I am doing my best to not, to not come off any sort of way. Um, but this is important. It is important. <clears throat> we as a society, I get this from what I watch, people I watch, and my own past actions. We like to eat sugar, salt, cookies, chips, pop, energy drinks, cupcakes, you know, gluten out the yin-yang, you know, all of these things that have negative effects on our health and we eat them constantly, right? And then don't want to go to the gym or exercise period let me change that don't want to exercise at all and then are perplexed at why we have health issues that's again insane and I'm not throwing stones when I say this because prior to me doing this cleanse that was me and there were times where I would have three pops two energy drinks two three bags of chips have gone to McDonald's and Burger King and have done all this in the same day. Now, that is extremely unhealthy. And living that lifestyle will eventually have killed me. And that's not fair to my family because I need to be here for my family. And I mean, if if there's a car accident that I had none control over, that's one thing. But choosing to eat a bunch of unhealthy crap and dying of a heart attack, that was a choice. That was a choice. I chose to eat that way. I chose not to 
repent from eating that way, and it eventually took control. It don't, you know, it it took its toll, and then it resorted into a heart attack. So we need to focus on how we eat better. That's not to say that you can't ever have sugar or any of these these junk food items. In moderation, that's 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 one thing. I'm not swearing off that I'm never going to eat any candy ever again or some pastry or cheesecake because as I'm sitting there saying these things, I'm thinking, oh my God, that sounds good. I'm not swearing these things off forever, but I am not going to let them encompass my daily routine. I'm not going to swear off pop forever, but I'm not going to let it encompass my daily thing. You know why? Because there's a cost to it. And I don't want to pay the cost for it. Now, on the flip, there's a cost for not eating junk food. And a lot of that cost is time. Because if you're eating healthier, that means you're not going to all of these convenience stores because they're full of junk food or these fast food joints all the time, which means you have to prep your food. So the cost is time. And let's be real, healthier food costs more, like financially costs more which is not by accident, y'all. That's There's no accident to the fact that it costs more to eat healthy than to eat junk food, but that's for a different time. So the cost to eating, he- eating healthier is my time and essentially my, my money. But is it worth it if I'm going to potentially live a longer life? Now let's throw that to exercising. For me, Cause I get up at 4.30 in the morning to go to the gym before I go to work. I do that because when I used to do it in the afternoon after work, I eventually ended up stopping because something got in the way, whether it was coaching, whether it was something family or something I had to help someone here or I had to run this errand or, you know, trying to get home for, for dinner or whatever the case may be. It ended up being at the gym, ended up getting in the way And so it started going away. And in fact, there was a long time where the gym stopped because I was doing it then and I wouldn't switch it to going in the morning. I was like, I'm not getting up that early. But then after weighing out the cost, I saw that it was worth that half hour or hour less sleep that I'm getting because I'm going to the gym to be healthier. So is it worth me not getting that hour, that half hour of sleep? Yes, because I'm not going to the gym because I'm trying to be like a freaking 300 pound muscular dude. I'm going to the gym because I don't want to be some 300 pound fat dude. You know, I'm trying to make sure that my body is healthy. And so I go to the gym to do that and I pay the cost of that hour of loss, less of sleep. We've got to weigh the options. Is it worth it? You know, we have people, like I said, who will eat nothing but crap and never exercise and wonder why they have heart conditions and diabetes and all these other diseases or or things that come. And being self-controlled in our diet and exercise can delay that. Now that's not to say that people who exercise and eat healthy don't die of 
different things. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But I, the chances of me living a longer life, a healthier, better quality of life are better if I continue down the road of eating better and exercising. God says that the body is a temple to take care of it. Most people only use that when they're referring to sex and not, you know, and, and preaching abstinence. But that's also when in this case where our body is a temple, take care of it. You only get one body, so take care of it. So we need to be better about that again. That's not saying you got to be like me, get up at 4.30 in the morning and go to the gym. But make it a point sometime in the day to do something. Some sort of cardiovascular something, at least, at the very least. If it's walking, jogging, walking stairs, jump rope. Jump rope is great. I do jump rope. Jump rope is great. But something. Make, make it a point to do that because it's worth your body, your health. If you're a parent, and you know, it's worth your kids lives being around it's worth your spouse if they're alive it's worth for your parents you know what i'm saying so make it a point to do so and i i was not going to try to preach on this but i mean it came out so it came out i am saying this because we need to be here for our families we need to have a better quality of life so let's take care of ourselves overindulging in anything is bad whether it be junk food, alcohol, you know, all of these, all of these things, and never doing anything cardiovascular, at least will take a toll on our bodies. So yes, there's costs to everything. There's cost to our health, there's cost to our family life, there's cost to, <clears throat> excuse me, to our financial stability, there's cost to doing the right thing, there's cost of you know, speaking right, you know, when we shouldn't, shouldn't. All of this to lead to the point, and this is to, to come together, that cost is about free will. Essentially, what cost is, is the choice. Like I said in the beginning, it's the choice, the opportunity. We make a choice. If I go left, I can't go right. Choice. What am I giving up to make this choice? Free will. To link that back to the Bible. When Jesus says to take up our cross, we got to make a choice. And we have to deal with the ramifications of that choice, be it good or bad. If we choose right, I believe this. If we choose right, even though there are negative things that can happen, my belief is if you choose right, right will happen to you most of the time. The issue is with that is we have a we have a devil in hell who's trying to throw people off course. And so if, if it makes you have bad consequences to a good choice, it's because he's trying to get you to say, screw it, I'm just gonna make bad choices. I believe that if you make the right choice, I say nine times out of ten, the right happens. Maybe I'm being optimist when I say that. Maybe I'm a dreamer, but you know what I'm saying? If you make the right choice, most of the time you get the right consequence. If you make a good choice, you get a good consequence. Now, on the flip, we know people who make bad choices and they seem to get good consequences. 
Again, like I said earlier, life is not fair. But that doesn't mean if you always make the bad choice, good is going to happen. Reaping and sowing is still very much in play. So what you reap, you will eventually sow. So again, if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you will get bad. So that being said, like I said, this is leading to the next episode, which is going to focus strictly on free will. And I wanted to use opportunity costs or costs to drive that point home of how important our free will is in our lives. I pray that it blessed you. Uh, I pray that all those under the sound of my voice, it, it plant, it, it's on fertile ground that you, you hear it and that you, you feel the love that I'm that I mean behind this and that you use it and that it encourages and builds and guides and leads and not there's no condemnation or any of that because that's not what this is about this is about each one teach one building up so that being said I love y'all come back next week when we talk about free will peace